This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, before we get to the panel, just uh, trying to give you the information updated on the shooting or the uh, series of shootings reported in St. Catharines by the Niagara Regional Police. Apparently, uh, police investigating after several people were shot in St. Catharines about 3.43 in the afternoon. Uh, The investigators arrived on the scene to find multiple victims, adding that their conditions would be released when further details are available. Online reports initially saying four people were injured in the gunfire. No word on a suspect. Police cordoning off the area. The orange ambulance uh, were called to the scene but have not transported anyone at last word. But we're monitoring the situation and uh, we'll keep you posted as I say. 520, it's that time. Topics worthy of discussion. Our panel has arrived and uh, they're all seated and good to go. Joining us in the studio, it's been an absence of a, I don't know, Couple of one, weeks. one week. Okay. <laughs> it just seems longer. <laughs> David Wills, Senior Vice President of Media Profile, a leading Toronto public relations agency. How's David doing? Well, better now that I was. I know how missed I was. Well, it's yeah. all warm in here now. Uh, well, but I was away for a while, too, so I just assumed you were away at the same time. Right, so right. You see, all that time has lapsed now. The summer's just blown right past us. Stephen Holliday is the Deputy Mayor and Counselor for Ward 3 at Tobago Centre. How's Stephen? Uh, always a pleasure to be here with you, John, in this fine city of Toronto, lighten up the airwaves. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Peter Sherman, broadcaster, businessman, former MPP. Uh, can you match that? Enlightener of the airwaves. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> good to see you, John. Well, good to be here and be seen. Uh, as opposed to being obscene, there are some who see huh. Donald Trump in that light. And I've got to be honest with you. I was uh, a little, I found it disconcerting that there was a a piece in the an op-ed piece in the New York Times, uh, allegedly from a senior administration official, but uh, who was anonymous. The Times posted it anyway, and they went with a story. And the guy uh, was a self-proclaimed member of the resistance, uh, trying to, in many ways, uh, countervail some of the impulses that Trump uh, was showing in his decision-making and policy initiatives. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't know. Can we condone this type of administrative subversion? Is this healthy for democracy, even despite what one may or may not think about Donald Trump? Stephen Holliday, I've got to ask you right off the hop here. How do you assess that? No, I worry about this. This reminds me of some of the books that were written about uh, one former mayor of this city, uh, where people talked about what happened behind closed doors. Now, look, I'm not going to try to parallel the two uh, situations, but, you know, uh, uh, when a public leader has a public face and uh, does things in a public forum, that's one thing. What happens behind closed doors in their office about how they go through decisions and how they work with other people sometimes is not something really to publicize. You just want to make sure that you've got the right outputs uh, on the public side of things. Um, let the work get done and stop, you know, adding cracks to the foundation and trying to undermine it. This stuff is really damaging in public confidence of government. And I, I, you know, I worry when I see this, especially when things are anonymous. All right. Do you agree with that corrosive interpretation of what's playing out here, David? Well, I, I understand why you can look at it that way. But I think we're seeing something that is unparalleled in history uh, of the United States, which is Donald Trump in so many ways. 
I think what we're seeing here where, you know, he calls them treasonous, others call them a patriot for, for doing these, like for staying in there and trying to keep a steady hand on the helm, which is what the, uh, the rebellion is saying that they're doing. Mm. I, I don't think we should be surprised by this. Uh, I don't think we can be surprised by this because of the way Donald Trump deals with the media, the way he picks fights with the media, the way he insults them, the way he picks favorites. And the New York Times, I think we have to remember, they would not have run this lightly. No matter what he says about them and others say about them, they are a legit top-tier media outlet. They would not do it lightly. They know who the author is. They've vetted it. They've done all of those things. So it's not like somebody sending a brown envelope and they ran it. This was serious consideration and it's a very serious issue that deserves to be talked about. Well, that's why we're talking about it. It's a topic worthy of discussion. Oh, yeah, there, look at that. All right, and so <laughs> to Peter Sherman, when uh, we talk about this being, uh, whether it's healthy for democracy or not, what is your take? Well, I, first of all, I don't think it's yellow journalism. I think, uh, at worst, it's the kind of thing that if, if you're running an organization, in this case the highest organization, Arguably in the world, it's the United States government and it's at the office of the president. You you seek this person out and you fire them. You get rid of them. That's not a person you want around. But they're not a traitor uh, in the eyes of the law. And, and I don't think it's particularly patriotic. That said, I kind of liked reading it. It mm. was interesting. It's going to be uh, the same reason that I immediately pre-ordered the book that Woodward's written. Because I'm fascinated by what's going on in the uh, in the environs of Mr. Trump, uh, I think he uh, he has done a lot of good things for the United States. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not a Trumper. I think you know that about me. I, I um, on the one hand, on the other hand, I think that there's a piece of him that that um, what can I say? That's unhinged, and uh, he he doesn't follow through on things that he says he's going to, and he, and he does things that are awkward and, uh, and unexpected. That being the case, it's not a surprise that somebody wants to speak about it. And um, I yeah, agree Yeah, but this falls that. under the rubric of uh, the resistance. This was self-proclaimed well, by the author, this anonymous author. The resistance, I mean, doesn't that give you pause to think there's a fifth column working within an administration? How would we feel if the same thing happened with our prime minister's well, office? Well, clearly there is a fifth column. I mean, whether or not that this is the only person that he's talking of a resistance of one or he's in league with other people we can't know at least not yet woodward might tell us something because uh he's going to be accused as well of uh of making it up uh because he's going to quote anonymous sources so what what constitutes a fifth column i don't know well because there's a critical mass of these individuals many of whom have uh by the way denied that they said what they uh was printed in woodward's book i'm talking about administration officials like uh kelly mattis pompeo Mm -hmm. but we, we you know they've taken that name the resistance i've heard the term used by hillary clinton as a part of the resistance i mean is this giving credence to the fact that there's a legitimate movement to undermine a duly elected president or you know what is the dynamic that's playing out here stephen holiday well as far as i'm concerned and as long as it remains anonymous to me it's gossip you can actually have a resistance but people have to stand behind it politically to create the change and that's when leaders, other leaders emerge, and that's when people will line up behind them, and that's when you see a political change happening. But right now, we've got these anonymous things that nobody wants to seem to admit to. And I struggle with that because it is gossip. It is salacious. It's the type of thing that sells in those tabloid-type uh, magazines and newspapers. I'm surprised. Um, you know, So you don't lend any credence news. to it, even though David Wills said the New York Times is uh, unimpeachable as far as that's concerned because they always vet their sources, they're 
the paper of record, all the news that's fit to print, so on and so forth? It could be true. I don't know. But until somebody comes forward to say that I can actually say that it happened by putting their name behind it, then why should I really fuss and worry a lot about it? People say all kinds of stuff about politicians. They say all kinds of things about me. But if you want to really test it, come out and stand and stand behind what with, with stand behind what you have to say, and then we can have a debate about it whether it's true or not. Never going to happen. Oh. Never going to happen. You're not going to. If as soon as you do that, you're outed, and if you're outed, you're not in business. And and if you really are a resistance, you're going to try to stay in business. And and I'm going to tell you that that my gut tells me that I should take this seriously because that kind of an administration is going to necessarily give birth to. Um, I won't call it a movement, but that kind of uh, inward rock and roll. Well, all right, uh, but some people are interpreting that merely as the left uh, are sore losers and they can't countenance that wow. Donald Trump is in the presidency and therefore they're going to undermine it. Uh, legit. It's a coup d'etat in uh, a fashion. Well, let's take let's step back for a second. This administration has seen more people wrapped up in scandal than ever before in history. They've seen more people resign, get fired, leave, whatever, than ever before. No president has lost as many staff, has had so many, you know, have to resign in scandal, get fired, everything else. We can't really be surprised by this. The, you know, I do think that, you know, what Stephen is getting at is when, when a paper runs an anonymous article, the, one of the things that's going to happen is, yes, the legitimacy of it should be questioned all of the time. When you have anonymous sources, they should be questioned all of the time. And then you look and see what did they do on these things? <laughs> And I think there's another story that you're going to probably bring up that has an anonymous source in it that uh, that we can talk about as well. But I think that that becomes part of the narrative. It's not taken as gospel. And I think Peter's right. It's a good read. It gives you a lot to think about. And there's, you know, not a lot of a jump to say, yeah, this is true. Well, except that, you know... Uh Trump has tweaked a lot of noses, put them out of joint. He's ostensibly there to, in part, drain the swamp. And some people don't go quietly into that good night. You know, they go kicking and screaming and up, upending the status quo. Uh, a lot of people are upset by that. Look, uh, I guess we can move on, but uh, it's going to be an interesting development, whether Credence is lent to uh, these anonymous sources or no. Uh, we'll see if there's any blowback or fallout from it. I wanted to talk about John, something. John, can I, can I say one thing here about sure. this? Mm. Last night, uh, I, I watched television news, and I'm talking about Canadian television news, and I counted. The first six stories featured the name Trump. So, I mean, uh, what do we expect on a daily basis? This is dominant, and that's why this is happening. Well, he's like Tyson in the ring. He's got the boxing gloves on. And I think one day we will see a challenger come out. Some Phoenix will rise from the ashes and they will stand up to Trump and that will be the battle, the game on. But right now we're having these stirrings of anonymous and, and resistance talk, but I think one day you will have a name or a face to put all of this to and that's when things really change. All right. Uh, as far as, you know, the preponderance of Trump-related stories on, where was it, the CBC? Well, no, I think, as a matter of fact, it was CTV I was watching. Okay, Canadian uh, channel, uh, nonetheless, so they've given undue weight to this as well. I don't know, is it a case of the salacious actually leads? Uh, hey, look, on this matter, uh, what if Rupert Murdoch owns CTV? Uh, would it be any different? 
And by the way, should he be allowed to? Because cultural industries have surfaced as one of these sticking points in the NAFTA talks, which I believe we're down to the 11th hour on. Is it still vital to protect Canadian cultural industries in these negotiations? We're going to come back with our panel, discuss that and many more. Topics worthy of discussion. David Wills, Peter Sherman, Stephen Holliday, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is not a warning from a Liberal Democrat. This is a warning from someone who Donald Trump hired to work in the White House. If, if you're not in a position to execute the commander's intent, you have a singular option, and just to leave. An anonymous editorial. Can you believe it? Anonymous, yeah. meaning gutless. 